Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of Blog Bitch Repeat. I'm your host, Renee, and we're going all in on Loki, the latest Marvel series streaming on Disney+, Plus, our favorite god of mischief, and for the longest time, one of the only villains that people really cared about within the MCU, because remember, before we had Killmonger and Thanos and, you know, the other villains that we have grown to love in the MCU, we only really had Loki, you know what I mean? We had we had Malekith, and we had... Uh, we had, you know, uh, God, a, a yellow jacket from Ant-Man, you know, like kind of these forgettable uh, villains, the Mandarin with what they did, the quote-unquote fake Mandarin with what they did in Iron Man 3. You know, you never really cared about the villains. They were, Marvel always had a villain problem, but they never had it with Loki because people were invested in Loki's story uh, and they loved uh, Tom Hiddleston's portrayal of the character. And, you know, it's all, it's all those reasons that uh, highlight and kind of basically show the uh, show for a fact why he would get his own series. Um, and what a, what, what a start. I mean, episode one, With Glorious Purpose. Uh, I love the title. And by the way, guys, this is kind of be like a full kind of rundown of the episode, of uh, some of the moments that kind of caught my eye. So if you haven't seen it, pause it, come back. But... Spoilers beware, I will be going all in and I will be speculating uh, and kind of bringing out my own comparisons that I've seen uh, that reminded me of, of, of other MCU films and whatnot. So, You have been warned. <clears throat> Let's go through the episode, shall we? It opens with the scene from Avengers Endgame where, you know, they're, you know we see the Avengers, we see Tony uh, and, and Steve and the Hulk and like the, the whole team is basically there. But it's that scene from Endgame where they are trying to get the Tesseract from Loki. It, they fail miserably and Loki escapes. Uh, the next shot uh, is the Marvel, you know, logo, seri- uh, the, Mar- the Marvel opening logo credits. Of course, it, it opens with some kind of ominous music. But the next shot that we see, which I actually really liked, uh, is Loki planted in the middle of the Gobi Desert in Mongolia. But the reason that I love this shot is because it's a nice homage to the first Iron Man where Tony is planted in the sand uh, with pieces of the Mark I armor surrounding him after escaping the Ten Rings. I don't know if anyone remembers uh, Iron Man 1. I feel like everyone always rewatches the MCU movies, but it's always the one where it's like it started it off uh, that people kind of put in the back burner. But yeah, it reminded me of that scene where Tony's kind of planted in, 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 the, in the middle of the desert and, you know, and you know, um, shades of the ar- the Mark One armor kind of surrounding him. So uh, that was kind of interesting to see. <clears throat> um, the TVA appear on the scene and state that it's a standard sequence violation, uh, and go on to refer to a branch of reality growing at a steady rate and slope. So basically, Loki went <laughs> off the off the path, created his own, and because of that, they have to arrest him. Uh, Loki, Loki basically is dismissive of the TVA. He doesn't know who they are. He doesn't care who they claim themselves to be. He doesn't believe them. Um, he tries to leave and Hunter B-15, who is portrayed by one May Masaku, basically slaps him up the head. She slaps him up the head with her club, uh, which leads to this kind of hilarious moment where he's moving in slow motion. And she states that he's moving at 1 16th the speed, but he's feeling all the pain uh, from the blow throughout, uh, you know, that said time. Which reminded me of Ant-Man, because if you, I don't know if you guys remember, but like in Ant-Man, 
it's basically stated like when when Scott is shrunk down to you know ant size, if he hit a person you know from ant size, he's hitting them with the full force of you know a full grown man. Like it's not him hitting someone at, at with ant strength. Like he's hitting them from that scale with full grown strength. So it kind of reminded me of that where I was just like, oh, it's kind of it kind it's kind of akin to that, which I, I really like because I'm just I was just pulling these little parallels uh, from the series to other MCU. Uh, content that we've seen uh, thus far so i appreciate that I, I thought it was funny but at the same time it just i was like oh it's, it's kind of similar to him man uh we loki is stripped down and sent through the tva due process which is kind of funny we had some hilarious tidbits where you know we saw it in the trailer where they're like i do confirm that this is everything you've ever said um uh, but i think the, the funniest thing and again uh reminded me of another marvel film was thor ragnarok is this comedic bit where, you know, we see one prisoner or inmate who is kind of uh, waiting to stand trial. Uh, he doesn't take a ticket stub, doesn't take a number. Uh, and, you know, we have one guard who tells Loki repeatedly, pick a number, pick a number. And Loki's saying, yeah, you know, there's only two of us. Why, why, why do this at all, you know? But Loki picks a number and he shoves the, he shoves the pocket into, uh, shoves the number into his pocket uh, nonchalantly, you know, unimpressed. But then he later sees that the original prisoner who didn't take a number uh, you know, is kind of in this precarious situation where he's basically turned to dust. He's 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 terminated from the timeline. He's dead, uh, and Loki just has this look of panic. And the way he kind of fishes for his uh, number through his pocket, all finicky, because he's just like, I'm not. I, this can't be the end of me like that. Uh, it was so funny, and the way he like raised it above his head, like I have it. I have my number. Uh, it reminded me of Thor Ragnarok because I don't know if you guys remember where uh, you know Thor's. Uh, basically in the presence of the Grandmaster and the Grandmaster is second in command. She kills a man, you know, Grandmaster didn't know that he, she was going to kill him. Uh, he thought it was, I think, what was it, the freeze ray or something like that? But it reminded me of that where Thor kind of had this freak out moment. Thor was far more verbal, you know, he was like, oh my god. Um, and Loki's was a lot less of that. It was just more uh, all uh, facial expression. Whereas Thor was more audible, but again, I loved it. I was just like, that's that's a nice comparison. And I've seen other people bring that as well. So I like that we're all on the same page there. Um, we get a quick breakdown of basically what to expect. And I love that Marvel made it like this animated little short but, uh, where they introduce us to Miss Minutes, who is voiced by Tara Strong, a.k.a. the woman who has voiced most people's childhood favorite heroes, uh, from Raven from the Teen Titans, uh, Timmy Turner, you, you, you name it, she's been in most of your favorite animated TV shows growing up as a kid. Uh, so to see Tara Strong, you know, who's a legend in the voice acting uh, realm, uh, voice Miss Minutes, pretty, it's pretty cool. I, it's also cool to have her in the MCU in some capacity, so... Uh, but Miss Minutes, she breaks down the TVA's purpose and highlights what happens when you go off the path and the danger that can ensue and how uh, those who would go off the beaten path are considered variants who create nexus events. WandaVision, it's all connected uh, as we've gone through with that. Uh, and how it could lead to a multiverse war. So already Loki's setting the stage, you know, in terms of uh, multiverse of madness, uh, what could or could not happen within, you know, Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. Uh, I know Kevin Feige did an interview where he basically said that Loki's probably the most connected out of, out of all the other 
um, Disney Plus shows that we've had thus far in terms of setting the stage for future films. And I can kind of see that. I, I think some people took it in a dismissive, like, oh, WandaVision didn't do it. No, WandaVision obviously had huge ramifications and set up for what happens in a multiverse of madness. But I think what what Loki does is it's going to give us a little bit more of the a little bit more of the setup and a little bit more of the the rules behind it. You know what I mean? Like WandaVision gave us the meat, but Loki's giving us, you know, the outline of how and why that would occur. Um, and, and, and I'm sure we're going to delve into that deeper. And by the end of the series, we'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, we kind of get why uh, Kevin Feige would say that. But I mean, I love that they basically dumbed it down for us in like a quick 30 minute, uh, 30 minute, 30 second animated shot where they're like look this is what happens nexus events uh you know created by these variants don't do that these variants by the way when they come out of their timeline have no space in the timeline anymore they have no spot in the timeline which is interesting because that's that's where they do kind of contradict some things with avengers endgame but you know we'll come out we'll come out that uh, near the end of, of this episode but anyways uh, I love that they broke it down for us in like 30 seconds, kind of give us a quick animated short of it. Um, nice little tidbits in terms of like, you know, alluding to, uh, you know, WandaVision, Spider-Man, uh, and, and, and Doctor Strange. It's all connected, and I love that. I appreciate that. Again, and it goes to further show how the difference between, you know, these Marvel Disney Plus shows to the Marvel shows that we got on ABC or Netflix, like it definitely feels in tone to the MCU, which I appreciate. Uh yeah, we see that, and then we are introduced to Mobius. Wow, Owen Wilson, legend himself, uh, in 1549 France, at a murder mystery of the TVA agents, aka the Minutemen, with the reset charge missing, which is uh, you can already tell is going to be kind of the MacGuffin I'm imagining of of this series, uh, and kind of the main play in terms of uh, an overall plan uh, uh, from our villains. So we shall see. But Mobius has a witness. It's a little girl. She seems to be out. She seems to be out of her time. Um, he asks little girl, "Who did this?" To which she points at the devil in the paned glass of this, you know, cathedral, church, whatever it was. Uh, and he, to which he responds, "The devil is afraid of us. Don't worry." Um, and now the Mephisto theories, I'm sure, have been revived and they're going crazy. But I'm going to interject here. Um, Honestly, I can't even interject here because it kind of ties into the end. I will interject. I will save this, guys. I will come back to this because I, it's not Mephisto, and I can easily tell you uh, why I think this girl would think it was Mephisto. Uh, would, would think it's the devil. Sorry, because um, yeah, it's 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 not Mephisto. I'm just gonna put a big highlight here so that I don't lose track on it. But yeah, that's uh, it's not Mephisto. Let's move on. Uh, Loki stands trial, uh, where, you know, he is introduced, we are introduced to Gugu Mbathu Ross character, uh, Ravona Renslayer. She's basically, uh, someone who rose up in the ranks of the TV and she's now a respected judge. Uh, we didn't get a lot from her in this first episode. I, I imagine we're going to get more of her as the series progresses, but I liked what we saw of her. She had a good chemistry with Tiddleston. She had a nice, playful kind of banter with, with Owen Wilson's character as well, who interjects and basically, you know, saves Loki. But prior to that, what's really funny is as she's kind of having his banner with Loki, he states, hey, the Avengers are at fault for breaking the timeline and they should be held accountable, not me. Uh, because in Loki, remember, 
this is another great thing that Loki, uh, that Tom Hiddleston does in portraying this character. This version of Loki within this series is the 2012 Avengers Loki, right? Like he's he's the guy who is headstrong in terms of ruling the world, ruling uh, you know Earth, ruling uh, over everything. I just got into battle with the Avengers. He is under the impression that he wins and that he takes over and that he is king. And that's the reason the Avengers are trying to break the timeline because they're trying to, you know, come back in time to beat him when, you know, we obviously know that is not the case. They are after a big purple man named Thanos who happens to resemble the Grimace. So it's interesting in that respect, but it's also funny at the same time. The TVA, however, stress... That what happens, uh, the what, what happened with the Avengers, uh, was always supposed to happen, and that Loki was not. Uh, Loki was never supposed to escape, and Loki was never supposed to, you know, branch off and basically create uh, this this separate uh, separate branch of reality. So you know, it, it's a little, it's a little it, he's taking an L here. The Avengers are able to do some things, and Loki Loki can't catch a break. He can't live. Um, I do love that, again, another parallel here is that another, uh, in Thor Ragnarok, when Thor is in the presence of the Grandmaster, he tries to utilize his powers, right? He tries to utilize lightning. He's, I am the god of thunder. And we just see, you know, little sparks come out of his fingertips. And, you know, even the Grandmaster kind of looks at him like, wow, that's, that's the kind of, uh, that's kind of neat. But like, it's not at all what he wanted it to be. Loki tries to do the same. He tries to utilize his powers in court. Um, you know, much to the chagrin of Hunter uh, B-15 and everyone else kind of watching, to which we are told, and he, you know, he is told and we are instantly caught in the loop, magic powers, magic in general, do, does not work in the TVA. Magic does not work in the TVA. So nothing Loki pulls, uh, in the magical sense anyways, uh, would work. So instantly nerfs your, your Lokis, your, your Wanda, the Maximoffs of, of, of this uh, universe, your Doctor Strange, you know what I mean? Yeah, if they were to encounter the TVA. So they are, uh, they're pretty all-powerful. We do have Loki. Uh, bef- Loki is set to be reset, but like, like I said, Mobius comes in and basically interjects and saves him for another purpose that he has in mind. Uh, what I love here is he kind of walks with Mobius and we kind of, he, he gets to experience the TVA and like the world around them and how like vast it is. And I'm sure he's kind of reminiscing of like Asgard and how, and how magical it is in, in that respect, because it's just, it's just so otherworldly, even to Loki. Uh, but what I love is that, you know, Mobius kind of gives him the rundown and how like all the things that Loki can and cannot do in the, in the TVA, Loki basically says, this place is a nightmare to which Mobius responds. That's another department that department will help you burn down. And that's where I would see, honestly, a valid a valid reference to, to Nightmare, the villain Nightmare. Um, because I, I think it's a playful way of doing it. Again, the, the, MCU does, the MCU does a really good job of reimagining these characters and finding ways for them to kind of fit into place. I think the, that Nightmare kind of being a, par, a department of the TVA in some capacity actually would be kind of fascinating. It would work really well. I'm not saying that that is the case. Uh, but it's just a quick line where I'm like, you know, after everything we've kind of experienced with WandaVision, if that is the case where he's kind of like a bureaucrat or he like he that's his day job. Um, I'm not against that. I think that'd be kind of I think that would work. Um, but again, just a little thing that I kind of caught. Oh, it's, it's interesting. 
<clears throat> Mobius eventually takes Loki to this, you know, conference room, if you want to call it. Uh, and he basically just sits down with Loki and he, he wants to know what makes Loki tick. He wants to know his whole thought process and motivations. You know, he asks him, he, this is a therapy session in and of itself. He asks him, you know, who are you? Why do you want to be king? What would you do with, you know, being king? What would be your next move? Questions that I don't think even Loki has asked himself. Because um, <clears throat> for Loki, I think it's always been the chase. He's never had it. Uh, and I think I think Mobius kind of looking him dead in the face and being like, okay, but when you do have it, what do you do with it? Um, so it, it's, it's fascinating to see that and to have someone, you know, kind of press Loki in a way that, you know, he's not used to. And for us as an audience, we're like, well, how does he respond? Because we've never seen our favorite guy, you know, put in the hot seat so like, like this. So, but yeah, it, it, it's interesting. They watch years of character development in a matter of minutes. Like I said, talk about your therapy session. Also, talk about, like, we, we spent years, you know, waiting to see this uh, story expand. Mobius is just seeing it, like, in an instant. Like, okay, yeah, that happened to you. A, B, C, D, all right. I can see your story. It's, it's, just, it's just so funny to me. Uh, but they also really just play a playlist of Loki's worst moments. The high, the high note of this, though, is uh, this moment we got from the trailer where, you know, it is finally confirmed that Loki was D.B. Cooper in Midgard, uh, and it's all because, you know, he lost a bet to Thor, but it just played out so funny, and, and it, you know, it, it works, because I think a lot of people, you know, to this day are like, how the hell did that happen? How do we not know who he was? How do we not know enough, inf how do we not have enough information? Like, how is this still an open case? You know, it's a whole thing. So I love that they kind of were like, well, because there's so many questions, and because this is fictional, we can say that it was the god of mischief and he literally disappeared off the planet because he literally disappeared off the face of the planet. Uh, so I loved it. I thought that was a really fun moment uh, amongst all the, the darkness that we kind of saw. Again, Loki's worst worst moments was kind of the, the main focus, but this D.B. Cooper moment was the kind of levity uh, to kind of have you have a quick moment of like breath before going to the the meat of it. Because Loki does bring up free will and choices you know like how he, you know everything that he does is a, is is a reflection of his future for him you know, no, no one makes up his mind no one makes his choices he does what he does for him and there is no roadmap that he's following you know what i mean and mobius brings up yeah yeah you know what yeah 100 100 percent. free will your actions are your own to which he brings up Thor the Dark World, which Marvel will not let us forget about. They are really highlighting Thor the Dark World in recent years. But in Thor the Dark World, we there's that scene in, where Loki's imprisoned, right? And he basically uh, redirects the Dark Elves um, in a different direction, which, you know, unintentionally, it leads to his mother's death. They, they kill his mom. And Loki did have a part in that. Uh, unintentional, but he still played a part in it had he had just you know uh done something uh, other than what he did you know it, things would have worked out far, far more far more differently but they knew that loki was going to act this way and he says this is this happens in every timeline this happens because it's supposed to happen because that is what you do um you know you are de you're not destined to be king you, because you're destined to cause pain, suffering, and death to others while also bringing out the best versions of other people. Um, like, just incredibly heavy. Incredibly heavy things in terms of, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror 
and just kind of looking at who you are as a person and, and what your whole being is and what your whole uh, purpose is in life. And the fact that someone is basically telling you to your face, this is your purpose and that's always been your purpose. It's, it's, incre it's incredibly heavy to, to be faced with. It's an, it's an incredibly heavy moment. Um, Hunter B15 interrupts to tell Mobius he's making a mistake, to which Loki runs off and threatens Casey, who, you know, we, we have Jimmy uh, in, in WandaVision, and then in, in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, we had, uh, I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting the, uh, damn, I'm forgetting my fellow Latino friend. We have the aspiring Falcon, and now we have Casey. You know, these individuals who don't have a lot of screen time, but we, we, we are loving them. We, we appreciate them. Because Casey, you know, I love that he's just like, what's a fish? I, I just want to know what I'm being threatened with before I comply so funny and it works it's not it's not something that's it's not a joke that's over the top it just works because he's genuinely like i don't know what that is like i like how can i be scared if i don't know what it is uh it, it's humor that works and i think marvel does a good job with that so i appreciated it very much so uh casey basically gives loki what he wants which is the tesseract uh and and when he opens it up he, we have a drawer loki looks into the drawer several infinity stones are just laying in there like paperweights which casey points out hey yeah, some of the other guys in the office use the Infinity Stones as paperweights. And that's because magic doesn't work in the TVA. So they have, you know, you could have these powerful, some of the most powerful objects in the, in the universe in your disposal in the TVA. And you could literally be using it as a paperweight. You'd be using it as a, as a skipping stone because it has no power to it. It has no effect to it. Which is where Loki has that kind of I don't want to say it's an epiphany, but he comes to the grips. Uh, he comes to grips that the TVA is indeed what they claim themselves to be. You know, they are all powerful. Uh, they are of another world. They are of another dimension. They are of you know a higher power. And he 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 has that moment where he kind of finally it finally clicks for him. Like wow, they are they are what they claim themselves to be, uh, and that's heavy. Loki goes back to the room. He 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 basically. Uh, you know, teleports himself out, uh, out of the room with Casey as Hunter B-15 comes running at him. And he goes back to the room to watch the rest of the footage. Basically, he sits down to watch the rest of what would have been, you know, what we know, what we know happens with him down the line, but what he would have experienced, you know what I mean? Because that's, he, he, 2012 Loki does, has not and will not experience those things. Uh, but he's able to look through the lens of what could have been, um, had he stayed. And obviously, we have those moments where you know we see Odin proclaiming his love, his love for him and Thor in, in Ragnarok. You know, uh, happier times with his brother, where you know Thor's telling him like, you know, I do appreciate you. You know, you, I, I would hug you if you were here. Like, you know, the just the the relationship as a whole and how it's improved, um, which causes him to kind of you know slowly <laughs> cry, which you, we haven't seen an earnest moment from Loki like that. Uh, I feel in a while because I feel like whenever he does have an earnest moment. You're always like, there's always a, you know, there's always a pull to it. There's always a, yeah, but, you know what I mean? What else is he going to do? You know, like, what's the underlying factor? This is a very earnest moment, a very raw moment from our, our favorite god of mischief, which I think we all appreciated. But it also goes very dark when we finally see, you know, Purple Grimace, um, Basically, having Loki, you know, in his final moments, he has his, he has his neck in his hand, you know, Loki's final words: "You will never be a god." 
off screen we see we just we i love that i love the way that they they chose chose to direct this instead of showing us what we've already seen really just show us loki just really show us loki uh, as loki experiences and, and is set uh, taking in what his life basically is what his meaning of life and purpose is and how it ends with thanos just snapping his neck we hear the bone crack off screen and we know what happens and loki's just kind of taking it in and how in his final moments thor was there for him but that's it that's how his story plays out that's how the god of mischief who is you know burdened with glorious purpose uh goes out that's his story um and Loki kind of has this moment, and, and you know we see and the file we see the the film footage reel basically run out, and it's that that is the end of his story. And I think for Loki, it's just you know everything he's experienced thus far in this episode. It's just it's a lot. It's a lot for him. He 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 is facing down the barrel of a gun, basically his own identity and his own place, not just in the timeline, not just in the world, not just in his family, but his place in the universe. And his place in the universe is minuscule. He's been humbled. He's finally been like humbled, uh, but in the worst of ways. You know what I mean? Because the chase, like I've brought up earlier in the episode, the chase that Loki is used to uh, was all for nothing. He 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 has some great moments with with you know that we all love with Thor and 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 with you know with Banner and whatnot. But for Loki, you know. 2012 Loki especially you know he's at his peak in terms of like I'm I want to rule I want to do these things for Loki to experience and to see like what happens um yeah yeah it, it's understandable why he'd have a, a bit of a meltdown and and, and 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 you know react the way that he did um you know we have Hunter B-15 basically run in Loki's laughing, you know, to himself because he's kind of, again, like he's having a little bit of a breakdown. He says glorious purpose, but he doesn't say it in like a confident, like over the top. He says it in a mocking way. And I think she thinks that he's saying it about himself, uh, you know, like, oh, born like with glorious purpose. And he is saying it about himself, but he's saying it in a self-deprecating kind of way. You know what I mean? Like before he used to say it like, yes, I am burned with glory. I think because again, everything he just experienced, it's just, it's very much a, yeah, burdened with glorious, but you know that's what they told me, and look what happened. Like that, like I just saw my story. Um, they have a bit of a scrap. He basically call locks her up with the collar that she put on him and puts her in a time loop. Uh, and you know that's kind of the end of it. We see him further reflecting on his place in the timeline and the universe. He knows that he's stuck because, uh, as you know, Miss Minutes basically said in that great little uh, animated segment. You know, once you're off, once a variant goes off the timeline, they have no place in the timeline. He can't go back to New York 2012 because, you know, he has no place in there. That doesn't mean the events that, that you know, we've seen in Ragnarok and whatnot don't happen because the MCU's timeline timeline logic and time travel logic is, uh, is, is interesting for sure. But it does happen. But this version of 2012 can't go back to 2012. Um, you know, and then we have Mobius basically come in and he... He says there's no place to run. And Loki finally answers the question that Mobius asked earlier, which is, you know, why do you, why do you hurt people? Like, do you enjoy hurting people? To which Loki says he doesn't, hurt, he doesn't enjoy hurting people. But he does it because he had to, because he had to keep up the illusion. To which Mobius, Mobius says to keep the illusion of control. Control out of fear. To which, villain, to which Loki says, yes, control out of fear. 
by being the villain. You know, Loki had to be the villain to essentially have control of people, and the way he controlled people was out of fear. But he never wanted to do that. He never wanted to be that guy. But if that was the way to, you know, have a sense of control, to have a sense of purpose, to have a sense of, you know, uh, regalness to these people, uh, to, to, to any individual, really, um, then that's how he was going to do it. Uh, you know, he, it's, it's, inter- it's interesting because I think in life you see certain people in places of power where you, you can be like that's a leader and you would follow them because they just have that intrinsic nature. It's intrinsic in their nature where like that is a leader, I, w- I would follow them. And I think that you can almost say that with Thor, whereas there are some people where they're in a place of power or they have a place of power um, but you don't, you don't really believe it. Like there's just, it, 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 and you know, I'm sure many people can relate to this in some capacity. They've either heard stories or they've experienced this with people, but you just, you just look at them and you're like, I just don't see, like, you know, you're, you know, I know you're my boss or I know you're this, uh, and there's respect there, but I don't, I don't see you as that. Um, and I think that's Loki and I think Loki's aware of that and that's why he does what he does. Uh, cause he knows people will just naturally follow Thor. Whereas with him, you know, if he was to give his two cents, people would be like, mm, what? What did he say? So, you know, again, really self-reflective episode in terms of who Loki is, what makes him tick, and what his mythos is. Um, Mobius basically tells him, you can't go back home, but maybe I can give you an opportunity, uh, you know, to do some good. And it's to hunt down uh, this variant, this murderer, who's killing all these Minutemen. Mobius says that it's happened six times. Um, where, you know, they've been attacked. Loki basically asks, why me? Like, why do you need the god of mischief to help you guys when the TVA is clearly so all-powerful? And it's because Loki's needed to hunt down Loki, to which we see at the end of the episode, you know, the TVA are, you know, I forget where they're they're at. I want to say it was the 1500s or 1800s. But they're basically in, like, the countryside. Uh, They're about to leave, uh... With, and they they set the reset clock, which uh, the reset energy thing, which is clearly like I said, the MacGuffin of what uh, Loki is after, um, of of in terms of power. Uh, but they stop because they're like, wait, there's someone there. It's someone in a dark cloak. We never see their face, but that is you know to leave it to be Loki. Flames ensue, and that's the end of the episode. Listen, it is Lady Loki. It is Lady Loki played by Sofia DiMartino. Her role has been kept a secret from day one. And we have had a... Again, this is a spoilers episode. um, But we have had a few leaked set photos. And the few few leaked set photos that we've had of her have been in her in like an armored kind of suit costume, if you will. And it looks very akin to what Loki wore uh, in Thor 1. Um, and, and kind of similar to the first Avengers movie. So that's where I'm like, okay, that's Lady Loki. But on top of that, or I think people ha- are kind of being like, no, it can't be because she has short kind of blonde pixie, pixie hair. This is where I'm going to come into this. In the comics, Loki is gender fluid, which by the way, people who have an issue with that, go read the comics. Please, please read these things before you get all, you know, hyped up over these things that you don't know about. But in the comics, <clears throat> Loki typically, when he's when he's you know in his female form, uh, has long jet black hair. You know, very reminiscent of you know his fe- uh, his male form. <clears throat> That's the comics. The MCU again does reimagining of things. So what I'm thinking is the reason the, the 
the kind of like blondish kind of bob hairstyle is because of Thor and Frigga. <clears throat> it's because it looks more like his, you know, that, that would be the one time where Loki would actually kind of look like part of the family. Because whenever you looked at Loki and, you know, you looked at Thor, Frigga, Odin, you're like, oh, he's he's the odd one. Eh? Why, does, why does he not look like any of them? So in my mind, I, I, I want to say, this is just a huge reach. I want to say the reason uh, of casting Sofia Martino, not saying that you couldn't just give her, you know, we still have time. You give them, you give them a wig, give them extensions, you, you dye their hair, whatever. But the reason that they're like, this works perfectly is because, one, she looks like Tom Hiddleston, but two, with the blonde hair and everything, you can easily be like, looks more like, looks more related to the family if you were, if you, if, you know, if, if that was Loki's female form. Like, you would 100% be like, oh, that's Thor's sister. That's Frigga's daughter. That's, you know, Odin's daughter. And I think that's, the, I think that's the point. I think it's more to pay homage to, you know, if Loki wasn't, you know, female form it'd be like yeah this i look more like you know my mother's daughter i look more like my brother's sister uh, so i think it's i think it was intentional i think and if that's the case i really like that i think it's a great way to throw us off because everyone's just like well it doesn't have the long black hair and, and i'm like i mean it doesn't have to that doesn't have to at all right but i think yeah i think it's just been the worst kept secret the fact that they were so secretive about sofia Martino's role and they were like oh and i'm you know and all the promotional thing i'm like she's not on the poster uh, she was at the the premiere for the you know for the series, uh, and that was like the first time that I've seen her you know publicly be out in the eye for this for this series and you know be photographed and everything, but for the most part very secretive. And I'm like, if she's not in any of the promotion material, but we're after Loki, I just don't think that they would do Tom Hiddleston versus Tom Hiddleston, even though that would be very entertaining, especially after seeing uh, what Tom Ellis did in Lucifer. But <clears throat> I think it's very much a matter of you know. We're going to have these two, we're going to have this, it's it's about self-reflection. We're going to have, you know, uh, modern day Loki versus, you know, younger self Loki uh, kind of go head to head with each other and kind of come to grips with who they are. I think that that's what the story is because these MCU shows have been pretty deep in terms of their overall themes. So don't be surprised if that's the case. I do want to say the TVA is cool with certain things like it's cool with the avengers going back in time they said that was always supposed to happen they're not cool with loki being you know surviving and making it through but they're okay with gamora coming out of 2014 and coming into 2023 because remember gamora her 2018 self which you know infinity war died right so that was always supposed to happen but they're okay with gamora from 2014 coming out of the past and into the present you know, which is 2023 in the MCU timeline, and basically surviving because, you know, that's Guardians, you know, uh, Quill and the Guardians are looking for Gamora, you know. Uh, she's alive, not because she ever died, but because 2014 version never died. 2018 version did, uh, but the 2014 version never died. She's back. Would that not create, you know, a branch of reality, or is that always supposed to happen? Steve going back for Peggy. Um... Does that not also create a branched reality? I mean, they had kids. That's what the, the writer said anyways, that they had kids. That they had a family. It's just, it's, it's just, it's a lot. I mean, was that supposed to happen? I guess so. But then people were also pointing out, like, was that Peggy Carter when Loki's being walked through the TVA? Because we see a woman who looks like she's in the, she came out of the 40s and she's in handcuffs. Uh, I don't think that that's the case. I think it's just a random, uh, you know extra who happens to look like Peggy Carter, but I'm sure that Marvel 
we'll let you, you know, think about that. But it's just interesting where I'm looking at it and I'm like, hold on, hold on. Why would, uh, why, why is the TVA okay with all this, but not Loki? You know, it's just convenient. It's just convenient to the plot. Um, but again, I get, that's what happens with time travel. I'm not the biggest fan of time travel. Uh, I like the way that the MCU has done it, but it's still confusing uh, when you really sit down and look at it because you're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Especially when I'm like 2014 version of Gamora, 2018, 2023. Like, I'm sure I lost some of you me, with me just saying that. So it is it is tricky, but, you know, uh, I'm I'm entertained. So I'll still ask the questions with my friends and whatnot, but, you know, it is what it is. <clears throat> I'm going back to my thought before I end the show, guys, and that is, the little girl who said, who points to the, the devil, right, in the pane glass, and she's, and you know, and Mobius says, don't worry, the devil's afraid of us. Th this is where I'm going to end it, guys. I don't think that it's the devil. I don't think it's Mephisto. I think the reason she would point at the devil is because the devil has horns, right? And I think the reason she says that is because she saw Lady Loki wearing Loki's helmet with the horns. Um, most likely didn't see her face. Most likely, didn't, you know what I mean? If, especially if Lady Loki is wearing this dark cloak like we've seen. Uh, maybe and maybe it was just wearing the dark cloak and the horn sticking out, like the gold horn sticking out. I think that easily you could be, a child could be like, oh my God, that's the devil. Horns and all. So I think that's where it comes out from. I think it's a misdirection. Great way for us to be, you know, for Marvel fans to lose their mind and be like, Mephisto! Uh, but I don't think that's the case. I really think it's just misdirection, and it's very much like this little girl saw Loki wearing, you know, the signature crowned horned helmets, and the horns just got misconstrued as, you know, the devil. So that is, you know, my two cents on that. Anyways, I could be completely wrong. Maybe Mephisto is a part of it, but uh, that's where I took it. Anyways, guys, I really enjoyed Loki episode one. I think this is the best pilot episode of the Marvel series thus far. We still have... Hawkeye and Miss Marvel uh, and uh, What If to come <laughs> uh, later in the year, which is crazy. We still have three more series to come before the end of the year. Uh, and I'm looking forward to all three. But I think thus far, uh, from, you know, the one episode of Loki we've had, WandaVision, which I adore, um, and uh, Captain, uh, Captain America, uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think that this is the strongest opening episode of the three. Instantly does what it's supposed to do which is it hooks you it has you invested and you want to see more falcon and the winter soldier was a great show i enjoyed everything that it brought in terms of you know expanding on those two characters and everything that it did and the questions uh, you know uh, of morality and, and the social issues it brought to the table i really enjoyed falcon and winter soldier but it was one of the few marvel shows uh it was one of the few shows in general i guess where i didn't one i didn't feel the need to binge it but i also didn't feel the need to watch it right away like, I could let it sit, you know what I mean? Like, WandaVision, when it came out every Friday, I was watching first thing in the morning. I wanted to watch it first thing in the morning because it was a good... It worked for television, which was, you know, kind of their their whole intention, right? And for it to kind of feel like a sitcom where you, where you follow the episodes. Uh, but WandaVision, I just felt like there was... It just kept hooking you episode after episode after episode. Uh, but the first two episodes, admittedly, were, you know... I, I liked them. They were great setup, but they were weak to many other people, and that's totally fine. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier didn't hook me as in, as much as it did episode per episode per episode up until I want to say episode, you know, what, three or four when near the end where it's we really started to get, you know, near, near the end of the story where I was like, oh, this is how it's all kind of tying up, okay? I, I was able to see the fuller picture. That's where I kind of got hooked onto it. 
But with Loki, I'm instantly like, oh, I want to see so like show me more. Like if like in, also, guys, this is one of the few shows uh that so far has been confirmed to have a season two. And for good reason. It looks like Loki's gonna be, you know, detective on the TVA. Uh Loki solving crimes, you know, with Mobius as his partner in crime. Um, sign me up. Sign me up. Because I instantly I am hooked and instantly I want more. So I really like the series. I can't wait to see the next episode. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? Did you guys Loki? Do you guys like Loki? Did you guys, you know, expect more? Do you guys expect less? I don't know what your thoughts are. By all means, tweet us and find us on Instagram and Twitter at BlockBitchRepeat. You can find us in the link tree where we where you can stream us on Spotify, uh, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. You name it. We get into it. And until next time, guys, bye-bye.